0: Hello there and welcome back to the Average Pundits podcast, your home for all things Premier League. And we have an extremely interesting topic for you guys to listen to today. But before we get into that, uh, let us just uh, quickly tell you to go. Uh, if you're on YouTube, go and click that subscribe and like button. If you are on your streaming platforms, please go and press the follow button to make sure you don't miss a single podcast from the Average Pundits. Also, go to our Twitter, the at Pundits Average. Uh, on our Instagram, The Average Pundit, and also our Facebook, The Average Pundit, to stay tuned for all of our updates. Now, let me introduce Joe. How are you, Joe?
1: Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, eagerly anticipating the return of football. I think we've got a really good topic to talk about um, in the meantime. Obviously, we're all kind of uh, checking the news every day, seeing if there's any updates with uh, in terms of the Premier League. But at the moment, we're kind of just in the in the limbo phase of waiting for it to come back. But I feel like today is definitely a good bit of filler space, ready for the return.
0: Absolutely, you know, we're all eager with anticipation, anticipation, looking for any updates, whether you know it's going to be any more delays or you know anything like that. But uh, we we do have a really interesting topic for you guys, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. And if you do, don't remember, uh, do remember to uh, let us know what you do thinks on social media or in the comments. So. We have the top 10, an agreed top 10 imports from the Bundesliga in the Premier League. Now, this is from the Premier League's inception back in 92, uh, up until now. So we have a top 10. Uh, we do have some honourable uh,
1: honourable mentions, don't we, Joe? Yeah, we have some honourable mentions. I think we'll include those towards the end of the list. But it's important to highlight, yeah, this was a collaborative effort. We, we met pre-hand and it, it was a lot of a lot of discussion going through not too much like arguing for different points, but it was more of just an open dialogue because in terms of high profile caliber players that have come straight from the Bundesliga, you know, it's there, there's definitely some names which stand out, but there are some names lower down the list, which it was, it was quite hard to, to kind of put in, in any other place above above each other. So it was definitely a good open discussion. And and that's one thing to highlight as well. These are all transfers, which have directly come from Bundesliga to the Premier League. So no individual stops, no going to and fro, you know, straight from Bundesliga to Premier League. And then since then, I've kind of come in and, and made a bit more of an impact. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think I'm ready to start the list off for you, Aris.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And with this list, it was very hard to just kind of place everyone. Like the first five were, were kind of easy, but then you get to the, you know, the, the the last bit of the list and you kind of kind of get, you know, it kind of gets a bit hard. So uh, the first person on this list coming in at number 10, uh, we have Leroy Sane, uh, who transferred from Schalke uh, to Manchester City for an estimated 37 million pounds. Uh, Leroy Sane is, you know, is very quick. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not too old either. I mean, he's he's very young at the moment. Uh, he's made 89 appearances for Manchester City, uh, winning, I believe, two pre- Premier League champions, uh, Premier League titles. Sorry, uh, and a Player of the Month in October of 2017. Uh, he had to be on the list, really.
1: He had, he had to be on the list i feel like um it was a controversial one in the sense of you know you, you're thinking this this is a best of all time list so that was the thing to to, to consider it was like okay right he's twenty four years old he's not long but in the premier league he's been there for quite a while now i think he came in in, in around 20, uh, 2016 season 2016, 2017 season um so he's been in the premier league for a fair bit amount of time but this is a guy who's still got his entire career to play in front of him. You know, obviously the links to Bayern Munich and that transfer still do loom. But at the moment, he's a Man City player. And since he's joined Man City, he has been phenomenal. Like you said, I mean, in 89 appearances, 25 goals and 28 assists and uh, two Premier League Championship, you know, medals at his age, it's it's nothing short of an achievement. And the thing is, as well, if he, if he stays in the league, I mean, which, you know, I... It, as a neutral Premier League fan, it would be great to have a player of his calibre in the league. Obviously, he plays for Manchester City, he plays for the opposition, and what a player to have. Um, but, you know, being able to see him perform week in and week out is definitely very good. He's obviously had a lot more injuries as of late, but I think as a number 10 spot, you know, it was a difficult one, especially with something of the honorable mentions, but I think he was a, a fitting point, I, I believe, Reese.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With, like, the age that he, uh, that he is, he does have time to grow and get further up this list, maybe you're up to a number six or maybe even a number one. At some point, he could uh, get up to that premier league legendary level. Uh, but it, it is a very big Testament to him for, you know, the 89 games that he has appeared in the premier league, Manchester city have won 67 and only lost nine. Uh, that's, that's quite uh, you know, a big gap of you know wins and losses. So uh, he definitely does have an impact on the team. Maybe he doesn't score the most goals. You know, he, he scores 0.28, uh, goals per match uh, and completes around 30 passes per match as well. Which you know he's he's a very good player. He's more known for like his dribbling round defenders. Like I think he'd have a field day at the moment with you know, uh, the the amount of wing backs that are coming into the league. So um, I, I think that uh, he's he's very uh, fitted to this, this this top ten, especially the number ten spot. He
1: he's adapted to the Premier League well as well. That that that's another big thing to say because. There are plenty of players that we were looking at and that transferred from the Bundesliga to the Premier League, which did fair but didn't light the world on fire. You know, they did okay, but you know, there was always a little bit of a hindrance there. And there's also plenty of players which are transferred from the Bundesliga in the Premier League now, which haven't made the list or the honourable mentions because of how much room they have to grow, you know, their first season, possibly second season, a little bit quiet, but you never know, they could very well find themselves on this list in a couple of years' time. But I think that's a number 10 spot. He's young. He's talented. He, I think he deserves the number 10,
0: 100%. Absolutely. So we move on to our number nine spot. Uh, there was a lot of deliberation between, I think it was about seven, eight, and nine. So um, either way, the, these, these next three could be interchanged quite easily. Uh, but coming in at our number nine spot, uh, a man that came uh, from... Uh, buying Leverkusen for uh, around £10.9 million to Tottenham Hotspur in, in 2006. Dimitar Berbatov, who bounced around the league for many years, I believe his last t- last spell in the Premier League was with Fulham, uh, most known for his time with Manchester United, but also you know coming from the Bundesliga to join Spurs. Uh, he has won two Premier League medals, uh, a golden boot as well, and uh, a couple of Player of the Months in that as well. So, uh, Dimitar Berbatov, like Leo Sané, just had to be on here, didn't he?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. He he's a striker, which I think gets overlooked an awful lot. And uh, obviously, slightly rose the glasses on. I remember him very fondly of his time at United. I know a lot of Tottenham fans do have a lot of fond memories with him as well. I mean, I think it was in his debut season with Spurs in 33 appearances, he had 12. And then in his 2007-2008 season, um, just after, he had 15 goals in 36 appearances. So always pretty fair. And then it was his 2008-2009, he made one appearance for Tottenham before joining United. And then on a steady progression, nine goals to 12 to his uh, golden boot winning season with 20. Um you know, and even even going up even to later, I mean, 2012-2013 with Fulham, 15 goals and 33 appearances, not bad at all, you know. So, during his, his, a lot of the, the seasons that he's been in the Premier League, he has been a very good goal scorer. He didn't necessarily do too much on the pitch in terms of, you know, doing all the running, maybe doing all the tackling. He wasn't the most out-and-out athletic um, athlete that was on the pitch, but what he was... An, absolutely immeasurably good at it was he, he was a great goal poacher, he was a very talented on the ball, his his skill and his vision on the ball I think was a lot of the time very underlooked and I think he has a lot of, you know, a lot of Premier League fans, has given, they've given him a lot of fond memories as well I I cannot ever, ever forget that, you know, where he did the, the Berber spin, the Berbertov yeah. spin on, on the side, like, pretty much the McGee spin as well but on the side, just as it was going out to set up Ronaldo, that's my favourite memory of him in the United shirt. That even beats the... Obviously, he scored five goals in the game as well, but that even beats that out. I think that was absolutely genius. But, again, this is a striker which I think a lot of people maybe disregard, but check the stats. You know, he came in straight from top, uh, straight to Tottenham, did a good job, and continued for the rest of his career. So, I, th- I think he's a good fit for number nine.
0: When you were uh, mentioning Berbatov in the you know, United shirt, I was going, please don't mention the bicycle kick. Please don't mention the bicycle kick. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay, uh, he was just shy of a of a century of goals. He hit ninety four in his time in the Premier League. Uh, he averaged uh, just under half a goal per match, which is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean he, he wasn't like, as you say, he wasn't the the speedster of the team, but he did he definitely did know his way around defenders. He, he could definitely dribble. He was very good with his feet. Uh, but as you, he, he he's like the at, at the time that was the modern striker. You didn't have to be quick. You didn't have to you know, be really think, you know, think really fast and, 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 jet off, uh, which is more the strike of today.
1: Yeah. Uh, The roles evolved, hasn't it? It's got a lot more in depth now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got players like Harry Kane that do play like Dimitar Berbatov and are having great success. Uh, But then, you know, you've got the strikers that do play like that and don't have as much success as, uh, you know, a Kylian Mbappe or a, a, a Neymar that do rely on their speed. So, Berbatov, with you know, with his career, uh, I think he, he's well worthy of being on this list. He, he had a great run at Spurs, um, a phenomenal run at uh, at Manchester United, and also uh, towards the end of his of his run in the Premier League, uh, you know, for fairly decent runs with with Fulham as well.
1: Yeah, I think when you when you total up his career, when you when you look in retrospect and you look at what he did do. I think you know an, an absolutely fit, fitting person for the list. So I think Leroy Sane being below him is purely for now, in my opinion, just based around his age and how long he's been in the Premier League for. There's no doubt in my mind Leroy Sane could definitely reach the the, the heights of this list, but we're talking up until you know current standards. Obviously, Furbtov has been and he's been in Gone now. He's retired. Um, does a lot more punditry um, and punditry and different club appearances now. So. I feel like as a player, he needs to be celebrated, needs to be remembered and a perfect addition to the list.
0: 100%. And uh, just below him at the number eight spot, uh, the man that I think he was one of Arsenal's record-breaking transfers at the time, uh, coming from Borussia Dortmund, he attracted a lot of attention worldwide, uh, decided to join Arsenal. He's probably regretting that now. It's Pierre-Emerick
1: Aubameyang. <laughs> that is proper harsh. Probably just regretting it now. I mean, <laughs> little, little jab to the Arsenal fans there, he's <laughs> I mean, like, they're not doing great, are they? Nah, they're not. I don't know how long he'll be, you know, in London for. He could potentially be on his way out this season. You never know. But it was it was some a name, again, it could be viewed as maybe a bit early on. He hasn't been in the Premier League for absolutely ages. But it's really hard to argue. He's come in and he's, he's 100% the best player at Arsenal. 100%. Definitely. Uh,
0: I don't think there's any argument there. Like, uh, Lacazette is, is a good striker. He's just not on the level of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, you know, he's one of those strikers that, you know, I could have just mentioned with the Berbatov situation, not as fast. Aubameyang relies on his speed, his power, his burst. And he's also got an amazing shot on him. Uh, Pierre, yeah, you know, abameyang hasn't had like the Premier League success as the previous two. Uh, hasn't won anything with Arsenal, pretty much. Uh, he's had two player of the month. Uh, and he's also, I think he won the Golden Boot joint, I think. Was that with uh, with, with uh, Salah and Mane, I think?
1: that was, was a, that just on his own? That was 2018-19 he won the Golden Boot, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, he, it was the 2018-19 season he won the Golden Boot. Uh... I mean, but at the, at the moment, he's averaging 49 goals in 75 appearances, which isn't bad at all. I mean, his, his, out, his output is, is not bad at all. 36 of his games have been wins and 21 have been losses, which is a little bit more suspect. You know, there's quite a few, not, not, there's not loads between those two figures, but I think that more reflects the rest of the team because you can already see from the stats that he is 100% bagging the goals. It's more mm. of the, the players around him, which are slightly letting him down. But I definitely feel like he has been a great addition to the Premier League. maybe, if he would have joined a few years back, if he would have joined maybe when he was around twenty, he's he's thirty now. If he would have joined around twenty six, twenty seven, he could have gone down in history books for the Premier League strikers. I hundred percent believe that.
0: Yeah, he could be regarded as on the same level as Aguero and Kane at the moment. You know, he could be he could be higher on this list. Like he could be above our, our number seven that we'll get onto in a second. But uh, as you say, his wins could be so many more, like so much higher. Uh, but because of the team that he was on, sorry Arsenal fans, uh, your defence is absolutely shocking. Sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's averaging uh, about uh, um, over half a goal per match, which is really good. You know, not everyone can can get over like the half point. It's more than Berbatov averaged in his career. So uh, abameyang is is one of the definitely one of the best strikers in the league at the moment. Uh, it would be a shame to see him leaving, but also I don't blame him. Uh, to be put up, you know, put up in a team with David Luiz and and Mustafi, uh, it's you know, definitely heartbreaking when you could be in a team right now with Erling Haaland, uh, Hummels and Marco Royce.
1: Mm, that is that is a good point. I mean, you see how far Borussia Dortmund have progressed recently. I mean, the signings that they're making and the calibre of team they're building, and he could have very much still been a part of that, but. I respect him. He wanted to move around. You know, I always thought it would be a big club going in for him. Not to say Arsenal isn't, but like a Real Madrid or a Barcelona caliber. But I think, you know, a good job to him. You know, he, he got out of the league. And, and a lot of players, Look, we talk about this so much in the podcast, they come to the Premier League for the quality of the football. So, I mean, I think it's a privilege to see him in the Premier League because he is such a great player. But like you said, if he moves on, I wouldn't be too surprised. But a really fitting member of the list again, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Probably the greatest ever player from from Gabon. So uh, and, and definitely one of the greatest African players to, to, to have laced up their uh, their football boots uh, in the Premier League. So um, and Matt, we move on to the number seven spot now. And uh, this is a man that actually has just one goal more than Aubameyang in his career, but has actually made uh, around uh, 60 appearances more, maybe just a bit less. Uh, he played for Manchester City. He got two Premier League uh, medals. Uh, Eden uh He is. He came over from uh, Wolfsburg and cost Manchester City twenty-seven million pounds. Um, it, it was very. It was very hard to see where to put in a Aubameyang. But I think the Premier League winners' medals kind of tips Jako over the, the top for me.
1: Yeah, the, the stuff that he's won. I think. Individually, I think he won like a Player of the Month award. in It was, it was August 2011 he won a Player yes. of the Month award. But his honours and awards, um, the 2011-12 season, and then Man City won it again. They missed out on the 12-13. They won it 13-14 as well. So that's two Premier League uh, winners medals that he had. I think, like you said, you it was an interesting point you mentioned that he only has one more goal than Aubameyang at this current stage. So Aubameyang, 100%, was probably going to definitely outlive him if he stays in the Premier League. But um, I feel like Dzeko is a striker which gets disregarded quite a lot. Again, played for the opposition, so always, you know, difficult to credit the opposition, but credit where credit's due. Um, 130 appearances for City, uh, 79 of those wins, only 26 of those losses, and 50 goals, you know. And he's carried this on throughout his career as well. I mean, he's at Roma now, and he's he's been really, really good at Roma. He's been a great striker.
0: He is a great striker. You know, he can, he can score with either foot. Uh, he's very deadly in the in the air, and like the Serie A isn't the greatest league in the world. I mean, Lukaku wasn't great in the Premier League, and he's gone over to the Serie A, and he's tearing it up. Uh, I I guess that as you get older, you know, it fits more more of your style of play. It does fit those Berbatov and dzeko type players. The, the you know the 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 short, not even necessarily short,ly you know the, the 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 slow striker. It does kind of fit the target man.
1: I, I think it's, it's just more important to, as you progress in your in your career. Just I think to a, a smart journeyman player will play in leagues which suit their style at different points of their career. You know, when a player's hitting their peak and they want to perform at the best kind of caliber in the world, they'll they'll be going to the Premier League. They'll be going to Real Madrid, Barcelona, and PSG. They'll want to play for the best clubs. But if you want to get the best out of your caliber of football, I definitely think the Premier League is what is what it offers you. And we got a lot of. Um, by like Prime Djoko in the Premier League. It's, it's now as he's maybe slowing down a little bit more, he's just ec- expanded his career so much by going over to Italy because he's ex- he's got way more out of his game. He's still banging in goals for fun. And also, you know, he just is, is such a high regarded player as well. But for Bosnia and Herzegovina, isn't he? He's from. And yes. Again, probably, you know, I can't name too many players that have come out of Bosnia. So I think he probably will go down as the greatest Bosnian player. In the modern era, at least one hundred percent. Maybe, maybe not
0: quite as good as as and Pianic, but uh, I could probably make a. You could probably make an argument, definitely for for Dzeko. Uh, I, think,
1: I think that's that's a that's a point of reference. That is I me. Mean, it's hard to compare the positions. Pianic is a great player as well. Yeah, but uh, it might be. I, I don't know. Like you said, that's a difficult one. But two two great players.
0: Absolutely, and a lot of people do forget that without his goal against QPR. Manchester City wouldn't have won the Premier League that, si- that that season. His goal was the one that sent them, in, you know, into injury time, searching for the Balotelli Aguero moment. You know, a lot of people do forget about Jecos header to send them, you know, to get back into the game. So he was as much, you know, he was a, a big importance to that win as Balotelli and Aguero, as Martin Tyler's famous famous quote says.
1: Yep, yeah, he was. He was definitely influential to it. I um. I think he again a more than fitting person on the list, and I think he's given the Premier League some great moments as a striker. I think he's one of those people that I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of players should try and replicate on their game. You know, he's he's a very talented player, and he's done it across three different leagues now. He's made an impact. Yep. So you know, is he worthy of the list? A hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. Absolutely. And fun fact, uh, he a- he actually did like use like the, the you know the the his genetic build to his advantage he scored a fifth of his goals with his head so that just proves how deadly he was in the air in the premier league moving on to the number six spot we have one of the players that's probably one of the more marketable players he definitely brought a lot of worldwide fans uh, to his team that bought him from Bayern leverkusen uh, he was snagged at about 22 million pounds which if you look at the quality of this man that's a bargain Uh, and of course we're talking about uh, Tottenham's number seven Son I love
1: Son, I I love him I think he's an absolutely great player I think in the Premier League I think the three, uh, based on form the three current best left wingers, obviously Marne's first, I think Rashford's definitely second and I'd put Son third put Sane fourth just based on obviously, you know, obviously Sane's had a lot more injury problems and stuff so he's been out of action but I think Son is an absolutely brilliant player. He's one hundred percent. top one of Tottenham's best assets, and you mentioned how marketable he is as a player. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it already, uh, episode seventeen of the Average Pundit is roughly about four months ago now. We had a uh, a non um, non news based uh, podcast. We had like a more of a topical one based on marketable football players. And um, essentially what what we mean by that phrase is players who you sign, you come in, and although they're amazing on the pitch, they also bring a lot of commercial success. Um, And Hyung min Son was one we discussed quite heavily. Um, It was, uh, I mentioned in the podcast as well, I went to go and see um, uh, Tottenham versus Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. I was lucky enough to uh, go and and watch that game where uh, Tottenham won 3-1. And I'd never seen so many people in absolute adoration for Sun. There was a huge South Korean fan base there. And in the um, in, in the shop, it was all Sun shirts, you know. And it, it, obviously, it's based on his talent on the pitch as well. I mean, you you can't just, you know, be be great just because of who you are. I mean, you've got, you, you've got to back it with what you can do on the pitch. But he's, he's 100% proven his worth, hasn't he? He came in from Leverkusen. He's just absolutely been tearing it up since.
0: I mean, he has smashed that twenty-two million price tag that Spurs paid for him back in 2015, and he is he's risen and risen, uh, and uh, he has uh, <laughs> it keeps going up and up. So Aubameyang had uh, 49 goals, Jako had uh, 50, and uh, Son has 51 goals. Uh, fun fun fact as well: uh, none of those goals have been uh, from uh, like dead balls or set pieces. He hasn't scored a penalty or a free kick. They've all been from open play.
1: I mean, that, that says quite a lot about his like, on-the-pitch on, on kind of nature. I thought the only aspect of Suns' game which which personally frustrates me when I watch him and then frustrates a couple of the Spurs fans that I know is sometimes he, he his passing could be a bit better. He could be a little bit better with his vision. But I think as as, as a goal scorer, as a bagsman, I think he does the job. And I mean, I, I, I would personally like to see him take a more central role. I mean, I know he does good off, off, off the strike on the left, but... I think as a central play, play player, I think he would be really interesting to see. But as long as Kane exists in that Tottenham team at the front, lead lead, lead leading the boys, I think it will be a while till we see that.
0: Yeah, like Son really did thrive when Harry Kane was out. But uh, as we get to the Premier League returning, uh, Son's going to probably be pushed out wide because Harry Kane is hungry, uh, and we definitely know that he's going to come back and try and score some goals. Uh, you mentioned Son's uh, you know passing ability, but through his Spurs days, he has contributed to uh, I think uh, 70, 77 goals, uh, it, you know, in, in 151 appearances, which includes 26 assists. So his passing isn't you know isn't that bad. But I mean, for a man that can you know cut in on the on the right or his left, like he is amazing with both feet. He is like so talented. He averages uh, just a, about a third of a goal. Per match, uh, which is great for not like an out and out striker. He, he's more like a, either a central forward or a left forward type of player. And he, he is the second. Oh, uh, he is the second to Harry Kane. Um, obviously, he, he had that uh, goal. I, I can't remember if, if it was this season or last season. He ran the entire length of the pitch to score that amazing solo goal.
1: Yeah, he had two goal of the month awards he's had in um in twenty eighteen nineteen and 2019, 20 He's had two different goal of the months. And he's had he's two different player of the Months in uh, September 2016 and in April 2017. He's somebody, again, who I think Tottenham should do everything they can to keep hold of. I think he's a phenomenal player and I think he can have great longevity at the club. I think it's really interesting to see what will happen with Kane because depending on what Kane's situation is, could mean a very different kind of a job for Son to do because I think... Tottenham have been crying out for a backup striker, a competent backup striker for a while anyway. And I don't think Son's no backup. You know, he's a starting player. So I think that he, I, I, on the left, I think he's a, a guaranteed kind of fixture. But it would be very interesting to see him take more of a central role for an entirety of a season. But I guess that's all that's all to see in the future.
0: Uh, definitely. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's kind of just hitting his peak as well. He's he's 27 years of age. He's about to hit his peak. And and who knows what we're going to see from Son uh, in the coming in the coming seasons, if he does stay at Tottenham or whether he doesn't make the move, he could uh, be a very loyal man and become a cult, cult favorite uh, at, at Spurs Uh, moving on to the number five spot. uh, This one was kind of a concrete player that we knew kind of where he was going. I would love him to be higher on this list Uh, Signed from uh, Hoffenheim uh, for 37 million pounds. Liverpool's center forward, the false nine himself, uh, Roberto Firmino, and as I say, I would definitely want him to be higher. However, uh, the kind of lack of silverware and awards that he has is kind of a, it, it, it kind of overshadows the fact that he's a he is a great player. And uh, I do hear a lot of fans, you know, be like, oh, you can't judge a striker just by his goals. Yeah, but then you can't really say that when it comes to Aaron, Aaron Wambasaka and, you know, he, oh, you can't judge a defender just by his defending. It's, you know, it kind of doesn't weigh out when you, you know, when you're a, weighing up those options so uh, Roberto Firmino definitely deserves a place on this list I kind of get where you're coming from with that like I don't yeah I kind of get it so here's here's my argument right so a lot of Liverpool fans like to say oh yeah you know uh, uh, so other fans will say Roberto Firmino is not great and then Liverpool fans will be like oh yeah but look at how many contributions and you know what he does off the ball but then when it comes to Trent they'll, they'll say oh, yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter because he's you know, he's, he, he, cause he can pass the ball. That means he's a better right-back. But like, that doesn't really make sense because then Aaron Wambasaka is the better defender then. Well, it's, think,
1: it, well in my opinion, Aaron Wambasaka is the better defender. He is a better
0: defender. He's a better, better, better. right-back. Like, if, tr- if you put Trent in, in CDM, he'd be much better than Aaron Wambasaka. But on the right, if, 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 if you put Sterling up against both of those, he would have much more of a field day against uh, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold than he would Aaron Wambasaka.
1: I think going going back from the from the we, we went on a weird tangent there. We had to the train, train
0: tangent, but I just
1: feel like I had to put that out there. Uh,
0: but, back um, to Roberto
1: Firmino. <laughs> I think my my take on Firmino is he a great player. Hundred percent, he's a great player. He's an, he's a he's a very very clever footballer. One hundred and sixty six appearances to Liverpool, fifty six goals and thirty four assists. That speaks for itself. Mm. And I think what what I I personally feel he's good at is he's almost in he's almost you have to view him as like an invisible man the players around him make who he is in my opinion in my opinion but also he does the same back to them he is the, the the fluid passer to kind of get the most out of Mane to get the most out of Salah I think he does a very good job and I think a lot of it is the fact that he is so comfortable in that Liverpool team and they've got they've definitely got a system worked out which we're all familiar with now just yeah. based on how how dominant they've been. Um is he my favorite striker? No. Do I think there's better strikers? Yep. But is he a footballer worthy of this list categorically? His stats do not lie and he's going to I mean what is he? He's 28. He's yes. 28 years old. He's got another maybe like 3 or 4 years of playing at like prime Premier League level and I think the type of striker he is as well. He isn't the out and out speedster. He's a clever player. He's more of a, you know, he can Go fallout attack but he can drop back a little bit and he can be that passer I think he's very valuable I think depending on what Liverpool do in this summer as well I mean obviously all the Timo Werner talks are now being more redirected to Chelsea um, as we spoke about in last week's podcast if you haven't viewed it please go and have a listen but Liverpool were at the forefront to sign Werner and I was thinking god what's going to happen to Firmino and people say well he's going to push back into the midfield but would that be too deep for him would that be Getting the least out of him, it's it's also play to to, to debate and everything. I feel like his best position is definitely that centre forward role, and he's one of the best centre forwards in the world at his job. But he is a very unique player. He's very unique. That's how I describe him. Not out and out in any way, shape or form. I just think he's unique. But he's a valuable player nonetheless. So I think he's one hundred percent deserving of this list. One of Liverpool's best players at the moment,
0: you know, in in 166 appearances, he's got 90 goal contributions, which equal to about 56 goals and 34 assists. And he makes at the moment more passes than anyone on this list per game. He makes about 35. He averages around about what Saunders in goals per game too, uh, in just just over a third per game. So uh, as a a striker, I don't think I would call him a striker. I would call him a central forward because he does take that you know if you look at the at the strikers Salah and Mane will sit higher than Firmino because he will drop back. And as you say you know he does have a couple years left but as he as he gets older he will have to adapt to his positioning and maybe do drop deeper into the midfield uh, and adapt his you know because he can pass a ball. You know that that was one of the arguments for why Son is isn't as high as he is because of the vision that he has and it's not as good. Firmino has an amazing range of vision that he can use to pick out any pass uh, going forward on the pitch. So, uh, w- with a player like Firmino, ultimate class, uh, especially with one hundred and uh, one one hundred and eight wins, sorry, in in his career with Liverpool, and uh, what what more can you ask? I love the man. I love him so much.
1: He's that's the thing as well. He is revered by so much of the Liverpool faithful. You know, Liverpool are very very protective of their players that's what i'll say and i think that the two in my opinion they've been the most protective of is jordan henson number one and i think number two roberto femino because they're very heavily debated players and i can see the why they're heavily debated i can definitely see um different aspects to their games that, that are up for debate but put it put it on paper is is roberto femino a great p- footballer yes he is 100 percent. and he is worthy of this list i can 100 percent Feel confident in giving him the number five spot, which I didn't think I'd say, but no, I'm happy with that.
0: Uh, he should be higher, but uh, you know, we'll move on to the number <laughs> four spot before I start ranting about why he should be number two. Uh, <laughs> so we move on to the number four spot. A man who, I mean, he he definitely has uh, you know uh, many more years. Uh, he, he's a retired player now, uh, coming into uh, a Chelsea team from Bayern Munich on a free. Uh, to help out the Chelsea side, uh, he has one Premier League m- uh, medal, which came in 2009 and 2010. Uh, he is the former central midfielder from Germany, Michael Ballack, uh, a very legendary player uh, amongst the Germans. Uh, you know, the national team. Uh, he's a he's an absolutely amazing player, um,
1: and and one that was was very. You know, he, he was welcomed at Chelsea. Yeah, he was. He was definitely part of that. Um new Abramovich money era when he was brought in it was there was a lot of talk around the club you know this is the kind of direction that Chelsea are going in they want to be focusing on talented players it's not just splashing the cash it's well calculated well thought out moves and he was up um, he was at Chelsea up until 2009 2010 which is when he won the the, the Premier League with them Um, in his time at Chelsea 10 assists and 17 goals Um, as a central midfielder not too bad you know in 105 appearances but it was his on-the-ball kind of play. And I think it was a lot of the time as well, it was actually what he meant for Chelsea at the time signing for there. Because you have strong figureheads in the team and you have legendary players. And obviously, he had a career before Chelsea as well. He he wasn't just at Chelsea. He was prominent um, elsewhere before actually coming to Chelsea. But he was... I just think of one of those players which just meant an awful lot to a club. So I think Chelsea fans hold him in extremely high regard. and I mean, every now and again, you see him do a bit of punditry, you see him doing a, a couple of different appearances. I mean, the kind of clubs that he's played for in his career, you know, Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, you know, obviously went back to, to um, Leverkusen after Chelsea for a couple more seasons before retiring. But I mean, in, in his total career, 456 appearances and 117 goals from a centre mid. I mean, at Chelsea it was less than it was at Bayern Munich and less than it was at Leverkusen, but all in all in his in his career, you know, what a legendary player and what an asset for Chelsea. You know, Chelsea have had so many good players, man.
0: I mean, ba- Balak is probably one of the reasons why Lampard is so high on scoring records, really, because, you know, you get Balak to sit deep and you've got a player like Frank Lampard that can get up and, and score all these goals. Uh, that's probably why he doesn't have as many goals too. You know, you've got Lampard taking taking free kicks and penalties, you know, Lampard on all set pieces. So not all of the assists. I I mean, if you do drop back, you're going to be more of a defensive player anyways. You're not going to get the goals. You're not going to get the assists, Uh, but he does average around 46 passes per game. Like that's what he averaged at Chelsea. That is an absurd number of passes per game. But then, then again, the play does go from either the center backs and the goalkeeper towards Balak. And then it spreads that, you know, forward that way. So as a player, he, he was an absolute legendary player. Uh, one of Germans uh, one of the finest German players uh, to have stepped foot in the Premier League uh, who knows that might change in the coming months with uh, mul- a multitude of, of, of transfer rumours uh, coming out
1: yeah. but my- Ch- Ch- Chelsea what, what is Chelsea what's going on Chelsea what is, what is happening
0: well, Chelsea-, <laughs> Chelsea love a German they love a German at the moment but Michael Barlach is well worthy to be on this list I would have probably put him a bit lower um, but then again, the Premier League uh, medal does kind of, uh, you know, he 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 was playing, uh, he was able to win that that medal in a prime Manchester United, prime Fergie time at this point. Uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, a prime Wayne Rooney, uh, you know, he had all that, all that team, a prime Rio Ferdinand and, and and Nemanja Vidic, and they were able to pry the Premier League uh, champion, uh, the Premier League title from uh, the defend- you know from the defending Manchester United there, so. Uh, to to have won in in such circumstances, uh, Balak definitely deserves his his props in in the Premier League, and uh, Defoe you know, definitely might have. Yeah, uh, you, you, so, so, some central midfielder that is also linked to Chelsea in Kai Havertz could also live up to that name if he also moves to Chelsea, which would be
1: absolutely absurd. It would be incredible, but uh, all to see at the moment. All in the rumor mill, but I'm sure it will be discussed uh, more on, especially on our Instagram page. We 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 talk very topically about different signings and the, there's a, the football opinion category you can go in you can have a you know get your say out there and stuff it's, it's it's worth having a check out so i think we're the average pundits on instagram so so go go and have a check out about that
0: definitely our name is the average pundits on the instagram and on our twitter we're the pundits average on facebook the average pundits and if you want to get in touch with us on our uh, business email the average pundits at outlook.com uh, also don't forget to subscribe if you're on youtube and like and share it all if you're on the, your streaming platforms please do follow us for more podcasts so let's move into the top three now the top three was very heavily debated the third spot I would say is definitely debated but that's just my opinion Uh, and before we get to the number one spot we will deliver our honorable mentions but let's get the third man out of the way Uh, I mean uh, out of the way is kind of a bit of a bit of a hard one but uh, the only goalkeeper on this list uh, came in and won a uh, came in and instantly made an impact. He was part of the Arsenal Invincible team in 2003-2004, winning the Premier League. Uh, he made 148 appearances for Arsenal. Uh, the, uh, the, he came from Bayern Munich uh, for 3.15 uh, million uh, in 2003. Jens Lehmann.
1: Now nah, he's... I, I, I think just, just... Again, he's one of those career players as well. Had a career before Arsenal but came to Arsenal and, and, and gave them a lot of good performances. 140 uh, appearances in an Arsenal shirt, 54 clean sheets, and a Premier League assist on the record as well, which is a, an interesting little fact. Uh, no <laughs> goals, but he has got an assist. So, you know, c- c- come on, Lehman, come on. No goals, what are you doing, mate? Exactly. Schmeichel has one. Even Tim yeah. Howard has one. Even Asmir Begovic
0: has a Premier League goal. Come on, step your game up.
1: And Paul Robinson as well. Let's let's not forget Paul. What a name! But now Lehman, I think, especially around the Arsenal faithful, I think he is, again, a very highly regarded player. I personally think, just because of of the career man that he is, he came straight to the Premier League. He did do good as well. There's no doubt he deserves to be on this list. Again, it could have been debated on placement, but I think... In my opinion, him and Balak, I think they could have been interchangeable, but I 100%. And Firmino. Uh, Danny F-
0: Firmino, Balak and Layman could be interchangeable. I would put Firmino give... at
1: number three if it wait, was up but, to me. Wait, wait till Bobby retires and we'll talk. Wait till Bobby retires. We'll <laughs> but, but the thing is, but Firmino's still got, he's got his career ahead of him, man. He's still got time. He's still got a lot of time.
0: Exactly. And a Premier League winner's medal this season coming.
1: Nah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh
0: come on, we've got two wins left. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're, we're, in, we're all in a state of denial, mate. We're just trying to we're just we're just trying to live. On
0: <laughs> Everyone's gonna start crying at the end of the season. But you know, with with Jen's Lehman, he does have that Premier League, you know, winners' medal that does hold high above Firmino, much like Michael Balak does, and keeping a uh, keeping fifty four clean sheets in hundred and forty eight games. Uh, you know, a, a lot of, you know a lot of wins. Uh, not a lot of wins in that invincible season because plenty of them were draws. Uh, obviously, no losses in that season, but only 23 that can be accountable to his appearances. Uh, no, no penalties saved, which is uh, you know very weird to you know to not see a keeper claim any penalties in you know the I think it was about five seasons that he was fully playing like making about 30, 30 appearances per season for Arsenal. So uh, he's a very is a world class goalkeeper, and like you say. He was he was very journeyed. Uh, he played for Bayern Munich. He was a very world class uh, goalkeeper for Bayern Munich too. So uh, you you can't ever uh, deny how how integral he was uh, for the backline. Uh, you know of uh, you know Colo Torre in, in in that in that Premier League season with uh with the Invincible.
1: Yeah, I think he's worthy of the list. I, I definitely like like I said, a lot of this it was a lot of put you know. <sighs> Not debate, but it was it was difficult to place players in in different areas of the list. But definitely get involved if you feel like we've made a good call. If you feel like we've made a wrong call, please do let us know. Um, but yeah, Layman is number three. I think that leads us in a good position to go on to the uh, most controversial two of the list.
0: Oh mate, uh, I, I I think these these could be definitely interchangeable. Um, I I would completely re- revamp the 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 the. Uh the first five, the, the, you know, the top five. But uh, we, we kind of had to compromise with each other and, and agree, definitely agree. So the number two is, uh, I, I believe, the most expensive import from the Bundesliga, kept coming from Wolfsburg uh, for a re, uh, around uh, £58 million pounds to Manchester City, arguably one of the greatest uh, players in the world right now, if not the greatest creative midfielder in the world right now. Uh, he has two premier league medals uh, in his uh, uh, un, you know in under his name uh, he has played 146 appearances for manchester city uh, that's kevin de bruyne at number 2
1: yeah number 2 now he, he, and, and in, it, to me he is number 2 he is number 2 and that's not to say necessarily you know on the pitch in all out all out in all areas i mean kevin de bruyne what well, well, how old is he at the moment kevin de bruyne's 28 He's still got um definitely got um playing years in front of him as well but right now I mean we're kind of getting peak De Bruyne so again a lot of you know good performances when he's fit and flying but number one will make sense I feel like when it's discussed but right now he could have easily been number one as well he could have easily been number one he is phenomenal he is absolutely phenomenal he is just just brilliant him and him and Sad- Sadio Mane are the two best players in the league at the moment yeah him uh, him Sadio Mane and obviously Van Dijk and Salah and that list as well but Kevin De Bruyne is just so unique. He's just so unique.
0: I think De Bruyne is just on another level. Like his stats just don't lie either. Like, yeah, people, oh, he only has 31 goals, but he makes about 55 passes per game. Like all of the creative stance of Manchester City's play comes through Kevin De Bruyne. And you don't understand how important this man is until you realize, like, you break his play down and look at the stats. He may have only scored. You know, thirty-one goals, but he's doubled that number for assists. He's he's had uh, a, a very comfortable ninety-three goal contributions, with sixty-two of those being uh, being assists. That's incredible. You know, he he pings uh, he, in his career in the Premier League almost four hundred accurate long balls. That is that's some pinpoint accuracy. You you've got to say there.
1: it's it's, it's not bad at all, is it? I mean. He's just—he just is brilliant. I mean, like three hundred and forty shots. He's—he's got roughly about a third of those that have been on target. He's not a striker, you know. He's a creative player. But when he does score goals, they're just of a certain calibre, aren't they? They're just memorable goals. They're just a lot of the time they're just goals where he has no business scoring, completely far out. Just a brilliant player. He's definitely someone who's not afraid to get stuck in as well, though. One hundred and seventeen fouls in the Premier League. Uh, 13 of those yellow cards, no reds, but he's definitely a player who's willing to get stuck in and one thing that um, I do notice about him is when Man City are on the uh, the other end of the, of, of the game, which is rare but when they are losing he does get very um, very energised, you know he, he gets a bit more aggressive in his playing style doesn't necessarily get sloppy I'd say that's the difference between him and Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba definitely gets the same kind of way when they're on the the losing end Pogba will always go for the spectacular and just try and do the most where De Bruyne plays with an aggression but he just keeps it calculated that's where I think the two of them are are different that's where I think De Bruyne is above Pogba but Manchester City have got an absolutely incredible asset and obviously we're talking about him at Man City at the moment but the first time he's somebody who's come to the Premier League and back twice First time he came to the Premier League, uh, it was Werder Bremen to oh no 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 sorry uh, it was Chelsea. He came up through the academy, wasn't it? And then he went to Werder Bremen. Yeah, and then Wolfsburg back to Manchester City. So he's been in and out of the of the, of the Bundesliga throughout his career, and we've definitely got the best out of him in the in the Premier League 100%. He's he had some great appearances at Wolfsburg as well and Werder Bremen, but in the Premier League, you know Chelsea must be kicking themselves for all, for all the great players Chelsea have had at the club. Kevin De Bruyne. How was that not picked up?
0: Mm-hmm. How did he slip through the cracks of Jose Mourinho? That is probably one of his biggest mistakes: is letting him go for sure.
1: It has to be. Has to be. Oh, yeah,
0: especially, I mean, we talk about Firmino smash, uh, and Son smashing their uh, you know fees coming into the into the Premier League, but Kevin De Bruyne for sixty million pounds, he's he's worth at least one hundred and fifty. Let's be honest,
1: and the rest. Um, oh yeah I, I, I think i think Adam, in this current climate i think he'd be almost impossible to try and get out of man city he's like invaluable to them it's it, it, it's crazy
0: it's i don't even think he would want to leave anyways like he he's he's going to be happy playing for manchester city no matter what he, he looks like he's in good spirits. why leave so a de a definitely a player that, that definitely deserves to be on this list i think uh, he's the greatest Bayern Munich, uh, not even not Bayern Munich, Bundesliga import to the Premier League. But uh, we do have our number one. However, before we get into our number one pick, I think we should probably dissect, not dissect, maybe just give our honourable mentions uh, for it. So first off, uh, one that Joe actually proposed. Uh, I didn't actually think of this man because he's just well known for karate kicking Spanish players. Uh, Nigel de Jong.
1: Can we just point out as well? This is not honorable mentions for the number one spot, Reese. Oh, this is no, honorable no, no, no. mentions throughout the uh, throughout the whole thing. i going to say, could that? It was not to be confused in the point that I'd put Nigel De Jong above Kevin De Bruyne. I am oh, not. Oh yes, you would in any way. <laughs> you um, love karate kicking footballers. Oh, you, oh, I do have a tendency. No, only when it's <laughs> only when it's Harry Cantona. Um, <laughs> but um, Nigel De Jong. Um, he was one that we definitely—it was definitely towards the the lower end of the list. All of these players were honorable mentions, which just didn't necessarily make the top ten. But he is somebody who played uh, again for Manchester City, 104 appearances for them, uh, won a Premier League medal in the 2011, 2012. I didn't—I completely forgot he was at City for so long, and he was just, you know, just a very solid player for them. Not too much to say. He was just a very solid footballer. So I thought he was a definitely worth a good mention. Um I think the number two that we had was um, was Harmon, wasn't it? Was who? Uh, it was uh Dietmar Harmon, I believe. I thought Harman. you said I thought you said Hallen. Then I was like, what? When's
0: when's Hallen come to the Premier League? No, uh, well, no, we're not De- that lucky yet. Dietmar Harmon, uh, obviously m- probably most famous for for playing for Liverpool, but uh, coming into the Premier League after playing. Uh, with Bayern Munich, with a a transfer to Newcastle in 98, 99 and going straight into a Liverpool team where he spent seven years of his career before ending his... Actually, he ended his Premier League tenure at Manchester City, uh, making 54 appearances for them. Uh, He he had a very big impact in a Champions League final that we may or may not have uh, come back 3-0 down from. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, He has uh, two uh, European Championships uh, and he also reached the two two thousand two uh, World Cup final too. So a very world class player. Obviously retired now. He's been retired for for many years, almost a decade now. Ending his uh, career with uh, MK Dons and uh, one of you know, probably one of uh, a very good uh, import from the Bundesliga. Obviously not uh, good enough to make this list, but definitely worth a mention.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely worth a mention. I think another one that uh, was worth a shout definitely didn't have as many appearances. 60 appearances in the Premier League, 19 goals, 11 assists, total of 30 goal contributions in 60. Lucas Podolski um, at Arsenal came in from um, FC, FC Cologne, I think FC Cologne, in, in, um, in the Bundesliga and came into the Premier League. He's just again somebody which I think the Arsenal faithful hold in quite high regard and. You know, he definitely, to me, wasn't going to make this top 10 list, but again, a, w- a very worthy player, I think, to, to 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 include, just to give a slight nod to, out of respect. And then the last two that we had, just to uh, put in as a point of reference, mm-hmm. I don't think there's too much necessary to go into detail, because they're both in the midst of their careers. You have Ilkay Gundogan, and you have Bernd Leno as well, and there were loads more we could have gone off on tangents with, you know, the Rudiger's in the league, you know, you players like kagawa and mkhitaryan you know <laughs> i don't think <laughs> necessarily making the top 10 list but you know there were so different many different players to put in but we just you know trying to think of a few honorable mentions i think those two guys again maybe towards the end of their careers we could be putting them in this list but right now i think there's only one person who who could arguably beat kdb and go to the number one spot Definitely.
0: Uh, But before that, so if you want to tell us who you think is the greatest uh, Bundesliga import to the Premier League to let us know on social media or down in the comments if you're on YouTube. Uh, And yeah, definitely all these players are are worth a mention. And this leads us into our number one spot. Uh, Many people are probably scratching their heads and wondering why Kevin De Bruyne is not up the top. But a lot of a lot of people might not remember that this guy came from the Bundesliga and this guy came from Hamburg for £7.65 million, which, looking back on his career, well worth it for, uh, for Manchester City. Uh, a club captain, a club hero, four Premier League medals, and one player of the season, which is in their winning, first-ever winning campaign, 2011-2012. It's Vincent
1: Kompany, the Belgian beast. Yeah, Vincent Kompany, I think, gets it out of a pure respect point. He came in and did so much for Manchester City. It's unbelievable. He was a charismatic leader as he came in, and he's been a formidable defender. Obviously, towards the end of his Premier League tenure, there was a few more you know, injury issues, not as many appearances, but he, all in all, has just been an absolutely phenomenal player. And, you know, four Premier League Championship medals, and he won a Player of the Season in 2011-2012 that's how important and integral he was him and kevin de bruyne you know obviously both of the same country as well they played together at international level good friends off the pitch I would imagine as well being so close playing for the same club and vincent company is now as a, he's a player manager over at Andelect as where where this whole kind of thing started for him but um making the move from hamburg he was a director signing from the bundesliga and i think from a respect point he deserves the, the absolute most for that club he is in my opinion their first legend of the modern era you've got him um Sergio Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne which I think will go down in the record books but he is the first one 100% don't forget,
0: don't forget David Silva too he is probably next uh pro- probably it'll probably go company Silva Aguero and KDB
1: for sure David Silva definitely amongst them as well he's he, again an absolutely brilliant player
0: definitely legends of, of the modern era as you say and Company, it shows that they miss a voice like company and a leader, someone to take the young stars under their wing, as they're not doing as well this season. You know, Liverpool have run away with the league, and Manchester City have have slipped up on many occasions this season, and it shows that they are missing that this key part of a, of a of a big like Manchester City, fa- you know, family, someone that's been there for so long. You know, he's been there since since two thousand and eight, I believe. So it's it's a big you know thing to let go you know Vince and company you know, playing there for so long and being the locker room leader um if we look at his stats like in 265 appearances he he managed to average just under what kevin de Bruyne does in passes per match he averages about 52 passes per match that's insane and he also has 167 wins which is an insurmountable amount like you can't even imagine that amount of wins for a captain that's I mean, he he's he captained them through four Premier League titles and a lot of you know, title races. So those that they haven't actually won, they have, you know, they've definitely been a part of since you know, since about oh, I mean, since the takeover took off and they uh they actually brought you know, brought a lot more players in. But he's definitely been the key of Manchester City in the modern era.
1: He was at the, yeah, like you said, he was leading the back line. He was the commanding person you want at every single club. You know, he is, the, he is the, in my opinion, the ideal captain. I think him, John Terry, I think th- those two are the ones that stand out really well for me. Roy Keane. And obviously
0: your boy Jordan Henderson.
1: D- dumb <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, I, I, I feel, have been just so, you know, valuable to the Premier League. And although, again, company, plays for the rivals, it's really hard to credit them just you know, he's the standard. He's the standard for centre backs going forward. I feel, I feel like in terms of he's just a really good person to model yourself on, isn't he? He just seemed he always seemed like a nice guy. Whenever he did punditry appearances, he always seemed good as well. I think him and Kevin De Bruyne would have a definitely a very big battle for the number one spot. But I think they are interchangeable. Oh absolutely but I feel from from a from a respect point, I, I'm more than happy to give it to Vincent Company.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you do look at their honors and reward uh, and awards, you know, the Company does edge out the Brunner. Maybe it is a currency, yeah, a current, you know, a current uh, you know, a sort of a a, a bias uh, towards Kevin the Brunner. You know, he's he, he's been hitting amazing form in the last couple of years, whereas Company's been very consistent. You talk about a centre back with a lot of composure, and he is that. You know, making fifty. Uh, 550 tackles in his career, a 75% tackle rate, uh, which includes seven last man tackles. And he's very, you know, he's known for putting his body on the line, you know, to, to protect the goal, you know, a lot of, you know, 521 interceptions and 14, a 41 block shots. Um, You know, a lot of heady clearances. He's amazing at clearing the ball. He's, he's a threat in the air. Uh, He's got, you know, he can score from corners. You know, he's very, you know, very famous for scoring from corners and set pieces uh, almost 20 goals in the Premier League so uh, not many errors towards goals he's only ever scored three own goals which for some is a lot but he has played a lot of games in the Premier League so you're bound to to get an own goal or two but uh, definitely Vincent company is is one for for the ages definitely a, a modern uh, modern Premier League legend and uh, what are the odds that uh, both of the top 2 are uh, belgians from the Bundesliga
1: yeah both of them Belgians, both of them teammates as well. I think all in all, this list, I think it was it, it was a really interesting one to do, especially at a time where we're all waiting with anticipation for you know the Premier League to return. If you guys were a fan of this list, um, please show the video some love. Every like, every subscribe, every share, every follow on um, podcast platforms like Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts as well Apple Music it helps us so much. And, you know, we've been on a real big journey at the moment of, of, of trying to expand um, lockdown to put out the, the good in some areas of, uh, of the world. So, you know, please just give us a bit, bit of support. We, 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 we would definitely thank you guys for it. And if you want this kind of content in the future, we've definitely got some ideas to push forward, but I think I'd join everyone in saying, bring on the premier league football race.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait till it starts. And I can't wait to share more podcasts with you our audience so uh thank you so much for tuning in as always if you did enjoy the podcast leave it a like subscribe if you're on youtube follow us on uh, spotify apple podcast and google podcast anywhere we can get your uh your podcasting goods you can follow us on there and uh, you can probably get notifications for when we upload. Also on YouTube, do click that uh, notification bell for when we upload as well. On social media, Twitter, we are at Pundits Average. On Instagram, at Average Pundits, and on Facebook, The Average Pundits. If you want to get involved with us uh, on the Average Pundits podcast, please do get in in contact with our business email, outlook.com. Also, if you uh, do have any opinions on this uh, po- on this particular podcast, uh, who do you think is the greatest? import from the bundesliga to the premier league do let us know either in the comments or on social media but thank you joe for for joining me for another fantastic podcast
1: it's been an absolute pleasure mate
0: absolutely and thank you to you the viewer for watching uh we will indeed speak to you next time